This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello and thank you for joining us for the program today. My name is Mike Flick. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church. This today is part three of a sermon that was recently preached in our church called What You Need When You Need It. But if you showed up in the presence of Jesus and heard him preach the message and then watched him do the miracles, my friend, you are seeing a different level of evidence. This is not what one guy said Uh, that he heard Jesus say at the meeting. You saw Jesus casting out devils, healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, raising the dead. You are witnessing, listen to this, the greatest evidence heaven had ever offered mankind. It is the Son of Man through the power of the Holy Ghost confirming the word that Jesus was speaking. That is as good as heaven could do. Jesus, when when they pushed him on it, They said, show us another sign. Show us another sign. He said, you evil and adulterous generation, I'll give you one more sign. I'll give you the resurrection, and that's all you get. And by the way, that is the chief, greatest evidence that God's ever given mankind is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if you want to say that during the days of Jesus, somebody might have disagreed with his sermon or one of his teachings, that can be a separate issue. But when you see him perform these miracles confirming the word. That's what the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost was. To say that Jesus is doing this through the power of the devil. He's a liar, and he's not filled with the Holy Spirit. He's filled with an unclean spirit. That is the sin that could not be forgiven because you had taken heaven's greatest evidence and said that it came from the devil. Anybody whose mind and heart is that hardened and that gone, Jesus says, I'm sorry, there's no way back from that. Let me be clear, today you cannot commit this form of blaspheming the Holy Ghost because you are not witnessing Jesus doing miracles. That could only happen when you saw him do the miracle and then you said he did it by the power of the devil. But let me be also, I want to be clear on this. Even though we cannot blaspheme the Holy Spirit in the same way these Jews were doing, you can still blaspheme him. And that is still a very grievous and horrible sin. Because even though today we don't have Jesus on the earth doing the same miracles that he once did, the Holy Spirit is still here working. He's doing it this morning. Say, how do you know? Well, sometimes you can see it on a person's face. (laughs) They start to get a little squirmy, and they start to get a little nervous, and they start to look around, and they say, you know, where's the door? And... I know, I've been there. I was lost at one time too. (laughs) I get it. You know how I know it's happening? Because Jesus said it would happen. That's how I know it's happening. That after Jesus goes back to heaven, he would send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit would reprove the world of, of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. So I know he's doing it because Jesus said he would do it. And when the Holy Spirit comes to you, he will begin to draw you to teach you, to convict you, to show you what you need to see so that you can get to Christ. He'll give you what you need when you need it. You might even show up on a Sunday 
and your heart has been softened by whatever's going on in your life out there in the world, and you come into the church service, and you hear something from the Bible, and you think the preacher's been reading your emails. He hasn't. That's just the Holy Spirit getting you ready, drawing you, preparing you for the truth. And then he says, here it is. Here's what you need. And the way the Holy Spirit works, listen, he not only points out the problem, he points out the answer. That's one way you know the difference between the work of the, of the Holy Spirit and the work of an unclean spirit. An unclean spirit will say, oh, but what about this and what about this and what about this? Never giving you an answer. Just making you worried and scared. The Holy Spirit will cast out fear. He'll say, here's the problem, but there's the answer and points you straight to the cross. And say, get to Jesus Christ as fast as you can. The Holy Spirit is still working today. Let me say that it is possible for you to resist that. You can resist the work of the Holy Spirit. You can, you can keep Him at arm's length. You feel what He's doing. You understand what He's doing. You can see what He's pulling you towards, but you keep kicking against it. What did Jesus tell Paul when He met him on the road to Damascus? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. So while you are not witnessing Jesus do a miracle and you're not saying Jesus was full of the devil, you are still resisting the Holy Ghost. What more would you like for Him to show you? What further evidence would you like? We have a, a Bible perfectly preserved. We know that Jesus died for our sins, was buried and rose again. We can explain it clearly. We'd like to give you answers perhaps if you have questions. But I'll tell you this, the Holy Spirit, whatever the issue is, will give the sufficient evidence for whatever you're lacking so that you can come to Christ. Say, but, but Pastor, I, what if I've gone too far? What if I've resisted too long? Is there any hope? Let me give you another seemingly hopeless case. Do you remember this in Acts chapter 7 when Stephen preached? What a wonderful sermon he preached. At the end of it, you know what he told those Jews? He said, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Right? Do you know who was standing there listening to that? Saul. Who we later know as Paul. Paul was one of that crowd. You say, but, but preacher, if we resist the Holy Ghost, then Jesus says we'll never be forgiven. If you watched him do the miracle and then said he had an unclean, uh, unclean spirit, you can't be forgiven of that. But... Today, if you're hearing the gospel, maybe you've been hearing it for weeks and months and you keep putting it off and putting it off. You've been resisting. And like Saul, maybe you want to continue to resist. But eventually, Jesus shows up and says, hey, what more do you need, Saul? Here I am. I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest. You see, he'll give you what you need when you need it. Now, the question is, what are you going to do with that? Resist or receive? It all comes down to how you respond to it. Let's look at one more thing here in chapter 12, verse 11 and 12. The Holy Spirit, I believe, will give you that empowerment. He'll give you the evidence. But then finally, He'll also give you an answer, something that you can say, not just the answer that you're seeking for questions in your mind and heart, but He'll give you the right things to say in a difficult situation. In verse 11 and 12, when they bring you unto the synagogues, unto magistrates and powers, take ye no thought how or what thing ye shall answer or what ye shall say. You know, I know some pastors that, that use this verse to say they don't need to study for their sermons. 
They can just get right up in the pulpit and the Holy Ghost will just tell me what to say. Well, you're not preaching in a synagogue or the magistrate. (laughs) I, I don't believe in that kind of sermon preparation. I will say this, however. I've found this many times to be true. I can prepare the sermon, have it all worked out, and then as I'm up here, something just, you know, the phrase we use is it comes to mind. Where did it come from? We say the thought came to me. Where did it come from? I don't think I'm smart enough to know what to say. (laughs) I don't want to lean on my own wisdom. I I believe that while I'm up here, if I've done my, my homework prepped and studied and prayed and said, God, please lead me that, yes, maybe the notes will come through, but there will be something that needs to be said. And the Holy Spirit right then just whispering behind saying, now put that in there. (laughs) So-and-so showed up this morning. Say that. (laughs) I don't even know you're here. (laughs) But he does. So while I don't think that Jesus is talking about a man in the pulpit preaching... I think there's some great truth in verse 12. The Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. So let's understand this again within its context. He's promising his friends, his disciples. They have already confessed him before men. That's why they're in trouble. Do you understand that? They've already passed the test of verse 8. That's why they're in the trouble of verse 11. And now their accusers, their enemies, who want to twist their words are asking them difficult questions. He says, don't even worry, don't panic about it. I'm going to give you something to say right when you need to say it. I think, well, I know that Jesus is talking about persecution, but I also want to say this. I think this applies to any difficult moment that a Christian may find himself in. Let's say you're at work, And you're trying to run your business as a Christian ought to. Somebody perhaps is going to challenge your faith and say, hey, why don't you do it like the rest of the business world? Why don't don't you compromise on these things and on that? You know, we could get more business. We could get more revenue if you would just cut these corners. And questions are going to come up. and, And perhaps you're worried, how am I going to answer this? In that moment, somebody who has been walking with Christ, they will have been studying their Bible. That's why they took the position they did at work. You say, now why is that important? Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance things that He has said. So somebody that is standing for Christ like they ought to, studies the Word of Christ, and now that you have those words in you, right when you need an answer, the Holy Spirit reaches down into that log of of memory that you have, that that memory log. He reaches down in there and says, this is the one you need. Here's the answer. This is why you as a Christian stand for this and that. We hope that this sermon has been a help so far and that you'll join us next week for the conclusion of this sermon called What You Need, When You Need It. If there's anything we can help with, please feel free to reach out to us using the information you find on our website, bbcpotch.com. You're also welcome to follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.